This week we continue in our three-part series on purpose. Last week, if you remember, David talked about our primary purpose. We are all called into discipleship. All Christians are called to worship God and to be in relationship with him. That's our primary goal, to glorify and worship God. That's why we are here. As 1 Peter 2, 9 says, to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But today, we're gonna talk about your particular calling, your secondary calling. How does God want each of us to interact with his world? We know that we are all called to be disciples, but each of us is unique, and each of us has a different way to engage in the world. I believe God's will for my life is to be the reflection of Christ in the personality of me. I believe God's will for your life is to be the reflection of Christ in the personality, in the uniqueness of you. Now, in the book of Acts, we see many different particular callings. We see Paul, who is an apostle. We see Philip, who is called to be an evangelist. We see many who are called to be leaders in the local church. But there are many believers who have other roles. And today it is the same. Think about it for a minute. Some of us live and work outside the home. Some of us inside. Some of us work in grocery stores. Others in offices. Some of us work in hospitals. Some of us work in schools. Some of us are gifted to work with children. Some of us are not. Some of us are gifted to work with seniors. Some of us are called to enrich the life of others through music, through dance, through visual arts, while others through research, engineering, or technology. Some of us are called to be celibate and others married. It is different for everyone, but it's important to remember that we all have to have the same attitude. We do all we do for the glory of God. Everything we do is for Jesus. And when we do something, we have to think about doing it for Jesus. So what is this secondary call? Is it limited to our occupation? No. Our secondary call is the way that God calls us to engage in the world, taking into consideration who we are. So at this point, some of you might be saying, okay, Roxanne, do I really need to know my secondary call? I know I'm supposed to love God. I know I'm supposed to pray. Isn't that good enough? Well, yes. But if you're like me, all through your life, every single day, we have choices to make. There are many people that want our attention. There are many things that want our attention. How are we to figure out what to do and what to leave? How are we to prioritize or prioritize what we do? I think that as we understand how God has made us and called us, we will be able to know what to do 
and what not to do. Stephen Covey says this, the greatest incentive to saying no is having an even bigger yes. Okay, I wanna say that again. The greatest incentive to saying no is having an even bigger yes. We need to know what our yeses are so we can be free to say no. The gospel we read this morning highlights how Jesus responded to God's call, particularly in the early days. What was Jesus called to do? Reflect God's love, preach the good news, proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand. He knew his call. It was clear. It was tested, but he knew it, and he remained true to it. He shared his call with others. When it was hard to follow, he also prayed to God. Now, if you get a chance to read a gospel in one sitting, I want you to notice something. It's very clear that Jesus' primary purpose was to get to the cross. He healed, yes. That was a reflection of who God was. He preached, yes. But he didn't heal everyone. That wasn't his purpose. He didn't preach to everyone. That wasn't his purpose. He didn't let the opinions of other people distract him from his purpose. His purpose was to get to the cross. In the end, it was a singular focus. Every decision he made had to get him one step closer to the cross. Particularly if you read the book of John, notice all the time Satan tried to distract him from the cross. Jesus knew his yes. Thus, he could say no to all of Satan's temptations. So how do we determine what our yeses are? Now, most of us are aware of God's presence when we have to make a big decision. We get down on our knees. Um, we pray about, should we take this job? Shall we marry this person? Shall we move away? And a lot of times we get a sense of God's presence. We get a sense of where God is leading us. In fact, many of us in St. George can tell the times when God opened a door or when God closed a door. Many of us know that God does lead. And in the big stuff, we pray. But what about the little stuff? The day-to-day -day stuff? the little choices that we are forced to make every single day. Now we know that we don't have all the time in the world to do all the things we want. So how do we choose what God wants us to do? I believe we need to learn to know ourselves. Rick Warren, in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, tells us the first step to identify your calling is to know yourself. And he gives us a tool. It's called shape. And I believe we have a slide. So what shape is? It's a tool where we look at S-H-A-P-E and we ask ourselves some questions. 
so we can understand ourselves better. First, S, spiritual gifts. What gifts has God given you? Think about it. What ways has God used you? Now, some of you may have lots of experience with spiritual gifts. Some of you may not. So ask friends, ask family, how has God used me? H, heart's desire. What do you love to do? What do you love to do? If you don't love to bake, you can say no when someone says, can you bake a cake? Because God wants us to use the desires of our heart to engage in the world. So what are you passionate about? What gives you life? Think about those things and then see when God asks you to respond to those desires. A, abilities. What are your abilities? What can you actually do? We're not expecting people who are not good with their hands to fix plumbing. So if somebody comes over to you and says, hey, can you help me with my car and you know nothing about a car, you say, no, I'm sorry, I can't. Why is it then it's hard for us to say no when someone says, can you bake a cake for us? And we feel guilty when we're saying no, but maybe that's not our skill. So you ask yourself, what are our abilities? What things has God given me? What are my talents? P, personality. Okay, that's how you like to do things. Are you an extrovert or an introvert? Do you love people? or you'd rather not be around people? Do you make decisions based on feeling or thinking? All of that will impact the things and the ways that you engage in the world. And E, our experience. What life experiences have we had that can help us engage more fully in the world? During this time of COVID, we are asked to spend more time at home. So, while you are at home, take some time to think about how God has made you. What are your spiritual gifts? What is your heart's desire? What are your abilities? What is your personality? And what experiences do you have? You are unique. You are special. And God wants you to engage in your world in your own unique way. Years ago, I came to understand that I am called to be a pastor, first and foremost. And my passion is to equip people to be all that they can be, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. My favorite verse in scripture, the one that frames my calling, is John 10, 10b, where Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. My second is John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Over the last 30-odd years, I've worked in many different capacities as a pastor and equipper, but most of them not in the church. I have been a wife. I have been a mom. I have been a daughter. 
I've been a friend. I've been a coach. I've been a Bible study leader, a teacher, an administrator, a business owner, a fitness instructor, a sales rep, a cashier. In each one of those roles, I was first called to be a pastor and an equipper. Although my vocation or my occupation changed many times in the last 30 years, the way God made me didn't change. And the way God wanted me to interact in the world didn't change. So, homework, homework, homework. You know that thing you do at home. I encourage you this week to spend time thinking and praying. Ask God, who have you made me? And how do you want me to impact the world? What spiritual gifts have you given me? What things make my heart sing? What abilities do I have? What is my personality? What about those experiences that I have experienced? See what God will reveal to you. How should you engage in your world? What are your yeses? What are your yeses so that you can know your noes? Think about the verse or the verses in scripture that resonate with you. What makes your heart sing? This will help you to understand your particular calling. How is it that God wants to use you in your circumstances? Remember, you are the only you in this world. And you interact with the world in a unique way. Pay attention to the way that God has made you and interact and engage in the way that he has made you. Let us pray. Holy God, you know us and you love us intimately. Help us to understand how you have made us and how you would like us to engage in your world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.